Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Charles Finney said this, he said, oftentimes people faint before they receive their breakthrough mm-hmm. and, or they get tired and quit would be another way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to ask yourself, are you more tired and discouraged or are you more hungry for more? But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services, who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained. And Life Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaperreira.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader with me in the body of Christ. He is the pastor of Celebration Church, and he is the author of Your Divine Invitation. Access the Holy Spirit to complete your assignment. I have with me today Frankie Matsupika. Frankie, welcome to the podcast. I am excited. I know we put this on the calendar earlier and I kept checking my iPhone and I'm like, is the day here yet? But yeah, I'm really excited about this moment. I've heard a lot about you and uh, yeah, you have a phenomenal ministry and thank uh, you. Super excited about this conversation. This is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. And I'm so excited about our conversation too. For those of you out there, Frankie was so patient with me. My family went through six weeks of COVID and then flu and then croup. And so he hung in there with me and he has already been such a blessing to me. We just had a few minutes to talk before the show and he has such a beautiful, hungry heart for the more of God. And it has been a joy and honor to read in his book, his heart and his hunger for the healing, the power, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Frankie, I've told our listeners so much about you. Can you share with them something personal just to get, help get to know you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm half Sicilian. I'm half Brazilian, which is a cocktail mix for more passion than what one person should have. <laughs> you know, if you interview my wife, I believe she'd say that she loves me, but she's got to have the help of the Holy Spirit to kind of bridle my passion. I don't think I've ever done anything with passion. I think I sleep with passion because sometimes <laughs> I wake up and my covers are all like torn up and I'm like, what was going on while I was sleeping? But oh. yeah, I've been married for 21 years. I have three children. I have an 18-year-old daughter, a 14-year-old boy, 8-year-old little girl, and my oldest is a senior in high school. She's so excited about leaving the house to go to college, and I'm like, can you be less excited when you're around me? Because Aww. this is the most difficult moment of parenting. You know? <laughs> so I'm already like trying to sit on her bed and talk to her as much as I can as if she's like moving to the moon. Yeah. So that's what's going on. I love it. Well, I think that's why I really connected with you. I love all that passion. And I have to say, I love your last name. It just really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Well, I'm happy to hear that because usually it stumbles off the tongue. You, oh. know? <laughs> <laughs> you pronounced it perfect. It's Mazapika. But, you know, and interestingly enough, you pronounce it exactly the way you spell it. And so uh, I'm like, OK. Uh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Well, I have one of those weirdly easy, but it looks hard last names too. So I completely get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Completely. You hold your breath when you're in a public place and somebody <laughs> says your name over a speaker or something like that. I've just learned to answer to it all. <laughs> I'm not kidding. My favorite though, and I really kind of wish I could change my name to this, is Christiana Pereira. I really like that. Oh. Hey, I really like Christiana. Yeah, you really <laughs> rolled that R well. No? Well, it's my, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my husband. Our last name is Portuguese. So, you sure. know, from Brazil. Shut yeah. your mouth. Yeah. What part of Brazil is he from? He's actually not from Brazil, but his family is from Portugal, Spain. Oh. Yeah. Funny. He's like third generation American. So he doesn't retain any of it. Although I do make an awesome paella. I have to say that. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. One of these days we'll have to all hook up and have some black beans and rice and paella. Oh, yeah. Now, do you put, I don't know where I'm going here, but I'm just go. thinking about the octopus. Do you put clams and mussels and octopus in your paella? Because yeah, I no. do. Uh, I have to be honest. I've never cooked it. I've only had it when someone else has made it. Yeah. I have no idea what's in there. I just know I love it. And you just told me what's in there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I did not know I like those things. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. That sounds like so much fun. We'll yeah. have to do that. Yeah, we'll have to figure out how to get us all together for sure. So good. Well, since this is revealing Jesus, I have to ask you, how did you meet Jesus? Well, you know, it's fascinating because my dad was my pastor while I was in my mother's womb, right? So Ooh. when I was born, I was kind of born into this thing. But mm -hmm. I remember being eight years old in my room and, you know, laying there at night 
And uh, I still have him to this day, a curious George doll. And mm. uh, him and I would just have the most exciting, imaginatory, <laughs> I'm saying that word right, adventures before I'd fall asleep. Mm. And one night I just sat him down and I was talking to Jesus and I started crying. And, uh, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit just kind of revealed to me as an eight-year-old who he was. And I started crying in my bed. And I remember like tears, like going into my ear as I was laying on my back. Mm. And I realized what, what he did. And uh, I remember exactly what I said. I said, you know, I want to give you something, but I want to give you everything I have. And as an eight-year-old, I knew I didn't own anything. Mm. My parents owned everything. And yeah. And I said, can I just give you me? Oh, can I just give you me? And, um, you know, I just want to give you me, all of me. And naturally, as I grew up and I went into my high school years and in college years, I had a few rough patches, but that moment stuck with me and it anchored me and every night that I can remember, even during my rough patches, I would just tell the Lord, look, I know I'm kind of messed up right now, but, you know, I'm still yours. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. You know, I think whether we're doing well or we're messed up, we're all just simply his. That's it. Whether we're pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, whatever it is that we are, we're just his. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, you know, those are the outlets on how we serve him. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that song, Christine. It was way back in the day. It's underneath this armor, this warrior is a child. Do you remember that? I never heard that. No. I can't remember who wrote that song. I think it was like Michael W. Smith or somebody oh. like that. It's an old song. but Okay. That was the lyrics underneath this armor, this warrior is a child. And it's like mm -hmm. those offices that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, that's when we go out there and we fight for the Lord. But then those moments where you just kind of take off the armor and you let yourself mm -hmm. you just be sometimes broken, sometimes rejoiceful, sometimes full of praise and sometimes full of tears. And yeah. you're just a child. Mm-hmm. And he loves that, you know, he loves that realness and that vulnerability before him. He never asks anything other than that to just be real with him. Yeah. It was funny. I woke up this morning and I was thinking about all of the ministry and I know what this is like, but at the end of the day, eternity is where we're going to spend in his arms and, you know, we're not going to spend eternity in our ministry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. And you know, heaven is only heaven because Jesus is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so I, good. I think our brains can wrap around how wonderful his presence truly is. Yes. And, and when we experience it unfiltered by this natural world and our natural minds, we just can mm. experience it for all that he is. Mm. You know, whatever heaven includes it's not going to be better than just being close to him. Yeah. So good. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. You know that country song? I do. Like, yeah, yeah. How's it go? I can't remember. Want to go to heaven, just not today? Kind of thing. Well, <laughs> but I want to yeah. go today. All right. Yeah, I do. Well, I do, too. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I struggle. 
I struggle with the whole Apostle Paul thing. He says to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah. And sometimes 100%. I'm like, ooh, it sure would be nice to be in your arms today, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, when you're like 17, you're like, I want to go to heaven, but I want to be married first. And then over it. Okay. You know what? Now at 44 years old. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Go ahead. Take me, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, I have loved reading through your book, Divine Invitation. You talked about another night that you were up and you couldn't sleep, and you just started reading a book by Charles uh, Finney. Would you talk yeah. about that? Yes, you know, this was in early 2018. And I had already been cooking some frustrations for quite some time. And when you're frustrated with where you're at spiritually, I believe that that's Jesus's invitation mm -hmm. to start pursuing because you're frustrated or your softer word is you're really hungry, you mm -hmm. know, uh, but the frustration causes a more aggressive pursuit. Mm -hmm. And I was really, really frustrated because how many times was I willing to skip scriptures like Mark 9, 23, where it says all things are possible to those who believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to skip that scripture and go to like John three sixteen because it's easier to wrap my head around, you know, because when you're not experiencing, or here's a better word, you're not witnessing the power of God. Mm -hmm. You learn to live without it. Yeah. And I was just so frustrated. And so, yeah, yeah, it was 2018. My wife was asleep and, you know, it's frustrating when someone else can sleep and you can't. Oh man, don't even get started on that. <laughs> so I grabbed my cell phone. I was like, I know how to fall asleep. I'm going to download a book onto iBooks and that'll make me fall asleep. So I saw the book from Charles Finney and I saw his face was on the cover and he looks like Abraham Lincoln's great grandfather. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a 100% chance this guy is going to put me to sleep. <laughs> and so I started reading the book and like right out of the gates, right out of the gates, he says, Luke 24, 49, where it reads, Behold, I send upon you the power of the gift of the Father. Go to Jerusalem and wait until you're endowed with power. <laughs> and what he's saying when it says wait, it's actually twofold. One is that you are waiting for that power to come. And number two, all your other passions, like jumping into ministry, and, you know, wait on that. Don't do it. Like, mm -hmm. I know you're excited to share, you know, the message about me. Wait until you're endowed with power. And when I read that, I got rocked because up until that point, I'm serving God. And I was already a pastor by that point. We started our church in 2005. I'm expressing and trying to fulfill my assignment with my own skills, charisma, and talent. And, you know, I was frustrated because I'm like, this is all the fruit I will ever produce. 
Mm. Well, let me say it this way. The rate by which I'm producing fruit is going to remain unless I can start partnering with the Holy Spirit Mm-hmm. in a more powerful way. And so that was the night of having insomnia that you're referring to. And then the passion began, like this was my fuel. My fuel scripture was Isaiah 62, verse six, where it says, those of you who pray, give yourself no rest and give God no rest until he completes his promise. And so for nine months, Christina, I would pray longer than I was comfortable with praying. Mm -hmm. So if I was done praying at 20 minutes, I would say, God, I can't stop praying. There's too much on the line. Mm -hmm. I'd start praying for 40 minutes. And over an eight month period, you know, it was very common for me to pray three hours um, Mm -hmm. several times during the week because I was just so desperate. And then the breakthrough came and Charles Finney said this, he said, oftentimes people faint before they receive their breakthrough Mm -hmm. or they get tired and quit would be another way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to ask yourself, are you more tired and discouraged or are you more hungry for Mm -hmm. more? And that's how you make your decision. I just held the Lord to it. And consequently... The Lord gave me a breakthrough. And that's what I write in the book, that there are actually practical steps that I took to receive the breakthrough to start seeing people get healed every single weekend Mm -hmm. at church. And our prayer partners have taken the exact same practical steps that I talk about in the book. And I have to say, more people get healed from our prayer partners than from me. So there really are practical steps outlined in the Bible and uh, in the book. I feel like Whitaker Publishing that published the book, I feel like they are going to get me in trouble any minute because uh, there's really nothing original in there. I stole everything out of the Gospels. <laughs> and I put a I... lot of examples of how I applied those principles in my own life. And then I put them in very practical one, two, three steps in the book. I love that so much. Sometimes when I get up to preach, I feel like it should be enough to get up and read from the word of God and then close the book and sit down. Right. I love that so much. There's so many things coming up on my heart. I love so many things that you said. Number one is I definitely want you to share those practical steps with our listeners because We are all so hungry. Number two is I love that you didn't say I'm going to be God's man, his power for the hour. You raised up your ministry team and your um, intercessory team and your partners at your church, and you created a team. And I absolutely love that. You know, I love revival culture as well, especially one of my favorites, Amy Simple McPherson. Yes. And she actually struggled with insomnia as well. And because she would go all day, all night, she would never stop. And I was just, you know, I've been studying her life and it's so powerful raising up a team of people instead of letting it all fall to you. And so can you share those practical steps so that we can all go raise up teams? And 
can be dispensers of the goodness of God, because really that's what we are. That's what we're created to be. 100%. So in order to receive power from God, that is, to use a Christianese term, that is an impartation Mm. from God. Now, I say it's a Christianese term, and I shouldn't have used that word. I should say it's a biblical term because Paul said in Romans 1.11, I long to visit you that I may impart a gift to you that will help you grow strong in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So impartation is the only way you can receive this power that is talked about in the scripture. In Acts 1.8, it says, when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. So the only way you can receive power, and I'm going to give you the practical steps in one second, but you can only receive that through an impartation. And that impartation comes one of two ways. Somebody who has power, and when I say power, I'm referring to the gifts of the Spirit. But in most of the ones that we talk about are in 1 Corinthians 12, where talks about a gift of knowledge, gift of wisdom, et cetera, et cetera. But you get this impartation one of two ways. One is a person who has power prays for you, mm-hmm. and then everything changes. And that's the case that, of Paul, when Paul said, I love to visit you so I can impart a gift to you. The second way is straight from God. And an example of that is when Solomon was sleeping and he had an encounter with God, And he gave him the gift of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So it can come from God. It can come from a person. So whenever I pray, Christine, I walk into my prayer time and I was like, and I say this to this day, I am praying for two reasons. Number one, I want to be close to you. And if that's the only thing that happens, I will be thrilled. I want to be John. I want to lay my head on your chest. But number two If I'm going to serve you effectively, I'm believing that when I walk out of this room, I will receive more power to be more effective. And so, you know, that's how you receive an impartation. And so the practical steps I outline in my book, but for right now, I'll just give you three. Number one, your prayer life has to be a non-negotiable part of your day. Mm Now. How long we pray seems to be a taboo subject. Like nobody talks about how long they pray because they're very concerned about coming across arrogant, pompous, Mm -hmm. or much like a Pharisee. Mm -hmm. And so when Jesus told Peter, pray for an hour, and this is Matthew 26, 41, he says, watch and pray Mm -hmm. because your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. He says, can you not pray with me for an hour? Peter did not pray for an hour. And so when the moment came, he denied Christ three times and cursed of him three times. Mm -hmm. Had he prayed for an hour, I don't believe that his flesh would have broken. Now, the principle is to pray longer than what you're comfortable with. It's not so much an hour. It's longer than what you're comfortable with. So somebody who prays two minutes, the goal of reaching outside your comfort zone may be 20 minutes. 
it's not so much the amount of time. It's how well do you commit to going beyond your comfort zone? Like the psalmist said in Psalms 5.3, every morning I wake up, I lay the pieces of my life on your altar Mm -hmm. and I wait for the power, for the fire to fall. And so without prayer, you can just hang this thing up. Okay. Just get comfortable with the amount of power you have in your life because it's not going to change. And so now Smith Wigglesworth, he said, I don't always pray for an hour, actually a half hour. I don't always pray for a half hour, but a half hour never goes by without me praying. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is the practical steps that I talk about in the book is this passionate commitment to increase your prayer. The second thing is, uh, let me remember the verse. It's in John 15, verse seven, where he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will receive whatever you ask for. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, most people, Christina, they find it easier to read the scripture than pray or vice versa. They find it easier to pray than read the scripture. Whichever, on the very rare occasion, someone says, it's easy for me to do both equally. Regardless of which one is the greater struggle, one is not any more important than the other, and you have to have both. So for me personally, if I read more than a chapter, I feel like I need to reread it because I feel like I forgot it. Mm. Now, I still got to read it. I got to tell my flesh, shut your fat mouth. I'm Italian, so you got to remember that. (laughs) But the easiest way that I get his word, this is for me, is every scripture I fall in love with, I try to memorize. And Mm. I go over those scriptures, you know, four to five times a week. Now, I work with somebody who buries the scripture in their heart in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. She can read 27 chapters and remember all of it. She doesn't (laughs) do it the way I do it. But regardless of how you do it, you have to get it in you. And then the third thing that I'll say, and again, I talk about more in my book, is you have to take a risk and pray with somebody And pray confidently with a commanding prayer, not a request for a dear Jesus, please heal this person. That Mm -hmm. is not how Jesus prayed. Yeah. You have to speak a commanding prayer. So if you want what Jesus did, you have to do what Jesus did. (laughs) And you spell faith R-I-S-K. You have to take a risk. Mm And I have always prayed for people. This I'm actually sharing a fourth point, but whenever I prayed for healing for people, if they didn't get healed the first time I prayed, then I would say, hey, I'm going to keep on praying for you. Mm -hmm. That moment is done. Mm -hmm. But one time Jesus prayed for a blind man and he didn't receive his complete healing until he prayed for him again. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, well, if Jesus did it once, maybe I'll do it every time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so now when I pray for a person to be healed and they're not healed, then I'll pray for them again. And, uh, you know, the common question is, well, how many times do you pray for them? Well, 
for me, it's twice, but sometimes I'm like, I'm going for this and I'll pray for him a third time. But I pray the way Jesus prayed. I mean, Mm -hmm. time Jesus rebuked a demon or prayed for healing, he used five words or less. Mm -hmm. And so my prayers, you know, I try to keep them under 15 words. And so when I pray for a person twice or three times, it's usually the equivalent of how long I used to pray for people, um, which was like four or five minutes because I was afraid to stop praying because I didn't know if they were going to be healed or not. (laughs) But, you know, to answer your question, Christina, those are three or four steps that I mentioned in the book. And uh, they're biblical steps that I just put within 175 pages. Mm, I love that so much. You know, I'm a very big biblical in context kind of person because I hate deception because I love people. And I love that so much. You know, and Jesus, he had this incredible way about him. Whenever a person came to him for healing, he ministered with such authority and such dignity and such power and strength, but such compassion. He just had this incredible beauty about him. And, you know, it's so funny. We were talking about how long do we pray? Well, I'm sitting here thinking in my heart, we pray until it's done. It's the 30, the 60, the hundredfold healing. And sometimes we get 30, then we get 60, then we get 100, and we press in, we press in, we press in. And, you know, I'm so thankful you seem to have that gift of that bulldog spirit where you latch on to a biblical truth and you don't let go. And the Bible says that the enemy will come and test the word to take it from you. And we have to grab a hold of those scriptures, just like you talked about, and not let go and press in until we see it. And just like reading Charles Finney and reading about Amy Simple McPherson and connecting with other people in the body of Christ who are doing these things, how hungry are you, you know? And you were really hungry, Frankie. Yes. And, you know, I think that the people that are listening to your program right now are equally as hungry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening. I think so, too. It's a matter of... Just tell me exactly what to do and I'm going to do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like nobody says, dear God, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do half of what you tell me to do. Like hungry people are just wanting to know what to do. And Mm -hmm. I will do what you tell me to do. I just don't know what to do. And uh, that was the driving motivation for writing the book is... People just want to know what to do. Mm -hmm. They so do. And the biggest thing that you said in there that really struck me is that you had to really come to the belief and understanding that this is not just for a few people. It's for everybody. You know, Jesus himself says, it's better for you that I go to the Father because the Father will send the helper and you will do greater works than me. Mm -hmm. This is for everybody. This is for every believer in Christ. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't attempt these things, not being a believer. There's actually a place in scripture where some people wanted the power and they ended up getting pummeled by some demonic forces. So please don't do that. If you're a believer in Christ, though, this is for you. This is yours. This is your inheritance as a child of God. This is for you. This isn't hidden from you. This is hidden for you, if that makes sense. That's so good. Yeah. So, Frankie, this has been so good. Is there anything burning on your heart that you want to say directly to our listeners today? 
You know, I'm just going to echo what you just said. God desires, the Holy Spirit desires to give us a greater power to help people. Helping people is the only thing on earth that you can't do in heaven. Yeah. Because when you get to heaven, you can worship Jesus, you can praise Jesus, you can spend time in his presence. But sharing the gospel with people, you can only do that here. That's the only thing that you can do on earth that you can't do there. Mm-hmm. And you cannot be effective without the power of the Holy Spirit throw, flowing through your life. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who still has a beating heart, it's because their assignment is not over to reach people. Mm-hmm. And anyone who still has a beating heart needs the power of the Holy Spirit to complete their assignment. But it's for everyone. Because the Holy Spirit knows you can't accomplish anything of value without him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the disciples needed power to complete their assignment, and we have the exact same assignment, mm-hmm. <laughs> we need power too. Yes. So good. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I always tell people the Holy Spirit's not optional equipment. The gifts of the Spirit are not optional equipment. (laughs) That's really good. So good. Well, you know what, Frankie? I feel like we just need to go for it right here today. So would you pray for our listeners to just have an endowment and impartation of power, baptism of the Holy Spirit? Lord, I thank you that when... Frankie and I were playing early. Holy Spirit, we just saw you rushing in like a flood. He's here with us now. So Frankie, would you pray for our listeners? Yes, I will. I'd love to. Uh, Holy Spirit, I just ask you now that the person who's listening, whether they're by themselves or they're listening with another person near them, I pray in the name of Jesus, and I'll speak directly to your hearts. Heart, open up. Ears, open up. Open up to where you can hear the voice of God. And I speak against all doubt that will whisper and say, that's not God, that's you talking to you. I speak against that. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I ask you as a petition to soften every heart so that they can sense and know what your desires are. And Lord, I speak in Jesus' name that all the gifts that they need to serve you and to be effective for you in giving you glory, that you would give it to them now. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Frankie. This has been so fun having you on. I've loved our conversation. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. You know, when you talk to somebody and you're like, okay, I'm ready to be done talking now. Um, (laughs) These are one of those moments where it's like, okay, this was very uplifting and encouraging and equipping. And I'm glad you do what you do. And I know I'm speaking for all your listeners right now. Uh, You know, your podcast, your message, your ministry is really a gift. It's a Mm -hmm. gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Thank you.
Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. You'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Frankie Matsapika. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.